Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> Talk show recorded live. So um, it is Sunday, uh, November 6th, 2016. Me and Sophia, we are in session four of Halfway Ever After. Um, and uh, it is uh, 8.21, according to my clock here. And uh, recorded live. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Texting me, recorded live. You crazy? So, um, recorded <laughs> live. So, um, so now, uh, my question to you is, uh, how, what have you gotten, or what impact, or what are you present to from last week's session around uh, emotions? It was it was a week and a half ago. Would you just represent me to a few of the things so it can generate me? Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, we talked about the emotional uh, culture, the emotional environment, right? Talked about uh, emotional currency. We talked about triggers, right? We talked about you can't never take your eyes off the emotional side of the relationship. Uh, You know, we talked about uh, uh, what else? Um, You know, what triggers you the most, you know, um, it was it was about emotions. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. what what ruined my relationship? Not managing that. Got it. Okay. Yep. Flatten out. That's the bottom line, right? Yep. And and, and you not managing yours, and him not managing his, or just you not managing yours, or what? Well, you know, the, this is the thing. What I recognize in my life, which I don't agree with, but I know it's it's what works, is that I can only manage myself. By managing myself, I can manage the other person's. So yeah. whether they do it or they don't, if I manage mine, I'm, I'm supporting them to manage theirs. Yes. Would I love someone that is completely enrolled in being conscious and aware of themselves a bajillion percent? And we're all humans. So... What I realized, I'm not speaking anything about him, what I realized is I didn't manage the emotional environment and I am responsible for the emotional environment uh, yes. not being safe for him. So yes. I don't, I'm not even talking about him at all. Like, yes, what are there things that he could have done to be more emotionally uh, connected and sensitive and supportive? 100%. But maybe if I was able to manage things properly, he would have been felt safe to do. You know, like maybe learn it if he doesn't know. Because my significant other is not as emotionally connected. Like he hides from his emotions. So. Well, you can count on men to be uh, to be not as emotionally connected as women. You can count on it. Like, like it's a promise, you know. <laughs> because, you know, I I know I did the right I know I did the right thing for myself. You know, because. The one thing that I 
I would have a really tough time getting over is his withholding. Like when he gets yeah. upset, nervous, um, you know, preoccupied, he withholds. And yeah. and I guess watching it, like being his fiance or girlfriend, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Tell me what the hell's going on. But it happened last night, and right now we're pretty much in the limbo land of, like, we love each other, and we're choosing to become friends, and until I physically move from the house is when we're we're officially, you know, not dating anymore, so we're, like, in this middle world. And I saw him withholding, and I'm like, you know what, Sophia? Back in the day, I would have forced an outcome, but right now, I'm really not. If that's what he wants to do, if that's where he is... But I'm 100% certain that that does not work for me. It is not workable in my life to see someone struggling and not willing to share. It doesn't work. Yep. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, you know, there's a reminder to let you know that, um, you know, um, in terms of uh, the, the uh, dealing with the opposite sex, you know, uh, women are focused on, taking care of the relationship and then him and then herself and then he has to focus on you his woman and then the relationship and then himself because by him taking care of you it makes you more capable of taking care of the relationship because he's more capable of handling things you're more capable of handling the emotions you're more fluid around that so you know you know that was a actually you could call that a victory by you leaving him alone when he went where he went, but that's what guys do when they love somebody, but they don't want to, you know, lose their mind and they don't want to not be a, a guy around them. So they just shut up. They're with hope. You know, so, I, uh, I, I I would take that as like him not caring about me. And you're saying that it's actually him caring about me. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, his normal reaction, based on his training as a male in, in, in society these days, is either to be happy, to be angry, or to shut up. That's really our choices. So, you know, he don't want to start no trouble, so let me just get out of your way. Remember uh, the Bill Cosby show when Elvin would say something stupid? Bill told showed him how to throw his hands back? Uh I don't remember, mean, remember, but it sounds like something he'd do. Yeah, so Bill would be like, listen, don't say nothing. Just throw your hands back. Throw your head to the uh-huh. side. You know, like getting out of the way kind of move. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of like how we are designed to do. That was Elvin. He'd be happy, and all of a sudden he looked like you're in trouble. He'd throw his hands back. <laughs> like, like yeah. turn his head to the side, like, oh, let me just stay out the way, you know? <laughs> yeah. So and, I'm responsible uh, for the relationship for myself and for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that what you said? Yes. And he's re- yes. he's responsible for me, and what are the next two orders? The relationship um, You first, the relationship second, and then him third. Him third. Him third because men will always take care of themselves. Yeah, they know how to do that, yeah. Yeah, got it. Cool. Got it, got it. So we are able to, yeah, got it. I mixed this up. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. Alright, so now we're going to talk about uh, session four, um, the fourth of the five biggest problems that get in the way of relationships. Actually, four of the five categories that get in the way of relationships. So, um, here we go. Um, uh, the, so, the first one is not knowing who you are. 
the second one is not understanding gender differences. The third is not managing emotions. And the fourth is structural and other breakdowns, which I found fascinating since that was the first thing you brought up when we got on the call, <laughs> dealing, with, dealing with your breakdowns yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, so we're going to so we talk about breakdowns today, right now. Yeah. Man. So, go ahead. Synchronicity. Say it again. Synchronicity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like... Uh, you're calling it out. You're calling it out. It's awesome. Yeah, I don't plan for breakdown, so I'm constantly in breakdown. That's what I what I saw. And so when I learn and choose to plan for breakdowns, I won't be in breakdown all the time. Excellent. You know yeah. what? You just basically recreated the whole session. Really? So, uh, just about. Cool. <laughs> just about. I got that lesson so, yesterday, like full force, back in my face, like. Oh, uh, 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 full F- force, getting busy one time. <laughs> <laughs> What's okay. the last one? What's the last category? Just I don't have it. The computer in front of me. Just so I have it. Mis- mis- miscommunication. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm present to? Like this information is amazing, and I'm gonna have to go over it over and over and over and take like each one at a time. That's yeah. fair, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, yeah. you ready? Yep. Okay. So, here we go. Structural and other breakdowns. So, what I mean by structural breakdowns is that something doesn't work, if there's an unfulfilled expectation, an incomplete action, or broken agreement that makes life uncomfortable, if not unworkable. Hold on. Structural and other breakdowns. I put S and O B. Son of a bitch. Sorry. Okay, something doesn't work. Say that once. Something doesn't work. Yeah, let me say it again. Uh, uh, it's uh, something that doesn't work is an unfulfilled expectation. Uh, incomplete action or broken agreement that makes life uncomfortable, if not unworkable. Often, it's both a lost job, a flat tire on a highway, broken pipes in the bathroom, etc. Other types of breakdowns include not getting what you want, sex, attention, free time, communication, etc. The reason Structural and other breakdowns can and usually do get in the way of relationships is that they draw attention to negativity are almost always a surprise, if not shock, to the individuals in the relationship, and it takes away from other areas of their relationship, such as money, time, or commitment. Lack of structures create the space for a lack of workability. Lack of workability creates a lack of trust, freedom, safety, security, and success. What's worse, the impact occurs unconsciously, automatically, and often immediately. Lack of physical communication, agreement, structural, or other forms of workability that creates breakdowns and disagreements undercut the emotional environment of relationships in ways that only creating or restoring workability can. 
So now the thing about a work about uh, 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 breakdowns is this: it's almost always a surprise. It's certainly um, unwanted, undesired, and you know there are some breakdowns that humans just can't do anything about. Like for example, an earthquake. It's a major breakdown, but like we can only do something after the earthquake is over, not while we're in the middle of it. We can't even blame anybody. We're like, crap. No, we said, shit, fuck, shit, shit, fuck, shit, shit, fuck. Earthquake. My house is de- de- destroyed, right? That's a breakdown, but it's not like somebody did something. That's a natural disaster that occurs as something that we don't want to have happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to know how to handle or know how we're going to go about dealing with those things. So this section is not about how to not have breakdowns. It's how to deal with breakdowns. Make sense? Yes, sir. Awesome. Because there's going to be breakdowns. <laughs> they're coming. Well, are they going to damage your relationship or not is the question. So there's only three things that can keep structural breakdowns from negatively impacting relationships. Say that again. There's only three things that can keep structural and other forms of breakdowns from negatively impacting relationships. Mm-hmm. Those three things are making agreements, planning, and commitment. Ah, God bless. You know what you're bringing up for me? I'm sorry. I'm getting triggered, like, all over the place. But I can uh-huh. manage today. I'm, I'm too tired to be too triggered. Um, <laughs> making agreements, <laughs> planning. And what was the last one? Commitment. So, like, what killed me all the time is, like, all I wanted to do was plan for us to do things. And he just resisted, like a motherfucker, to plan anything. And it, like, drove me insane. I'm like, dude, how are we going to, like, he just expected me at the moment that he was ready to be ready for him. And I'm like, how how is that possible? I got shit to do. I got a life. You know, like, why won't you plan with me? Because <laughs> like, you're a manager and he's a visionary. Yeah. He already saw what was going on. He was thinking about it before he even brought it up to you. What? Yeah, but he won't do anything about it. Uh, yeah. He's a wing it kind of guy, you know? A who? Wing it. You know, yeah, just off the hip. Yeah. I know. You're, you're, you're a manager. You're a boy personality type. That's what you do. Get shit done. Is it my? <coughs> is it unrealistic? From like, how do, people that are different work together. So what? Why couldn't we work together? Um, you're gonna find out in a few minutes. Got it. Continue. <laughs> you are so in front of this program. It's funny. It's hilarious. So <laughs> let me break this down for you. These three things, making agreements, planning, and commitment. (coughs) Making agreements on who does what and when is critical to maintaining workability and reducing or completely eliminating structural and other breakdowns because this is where trust, credibility, and partnership gets created and developed. After making an agreement, maintaining that agreement, is paramount to the relationship, even if breakdowns do occur because 
though we can't foresee the future, we know our partner cares about us, their word, and can be trusted to do what they say they're going to do. So in the world of trust, there is trusting what somebody says they're going to do. Then there is, that's one level. That, that's, a, that's the level. If that's the only way you know how to trust people, you are asking for trouble because nobody can keep all their promises all the time. It's not possible. But a person can maintain their intentions and fail, and so that's another level of trust. That's a higher level of trust is to understand and honor and trust somebody's intentions to do so. If you don't know or believe that they intend to be on that, um, to, to, to keep their promise, then, um, you know, now you got a problem, you know? <laughs> so, but if you at least believe in their intentions, that's a whole other story. So. Okay. So question. So I yeah. didn't always keep my word, but I did my best to create newly, like, I didn't speak language like like declare a breakdown, you know, or integrity move forward because it wouldn't it wouldn't vibe with that. But that happened. Now he wouldn't make promises to me because he didn't want his integrity to be like he would not promise something because if he didn't know one million percent that he would do it, he wouldn't promise it. So after a while, that started to grate on me because it's like, dude. You have no intention to get something done. Maybe he did, but he would not promise. And it right. was irritating, like irritating. Well, he sounds like, I hate to say what I'm about to say, but it sounds like a um, uh, somebody who works at a post office trying not to get in trouble. That's a bureaucratic uh, uh, mindset in a business. I'm not getting in no trouble. C-Y-A. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's Does that like, make sense? like an inherent way of yeah. being? Yeah. Like we were born into this world. To, to, we're born into, this, into a world that has you be resigned and cynical. And so when it comes to giving his word, he's resigned and cynical. So unless he's 100% clear, he ain't getting in trouble. Screw that. Uh, he's like that at work sometimes. Uh-huh. <sighs> modus operandi when it comes to agreements, and that's many people's modus operandi. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's politics. That's that's a political mindset, you know, protecting my ass, you know. Anyhow, I get it. Doesn't work. So the biggest agreement a couple can make is a philosophical agreement around how to approach structural issues and handle how to handle the business side of their relationship. This is all about the business side of the relationship, by the way. Let me say that again. The biggest agreement a couple can make is a philosophical agreement or conceptual agreement around how to approach structural issues and how to handle the business side of their relationship. This means you have to understand how each person in the relationship approaches things their talents and skill sets, their vision and context for doing things, and so much more. You have to understand your partner. Your partner understands you. You're clear from tangible experience. Your partner understands you. And your partner has tangible experience that you understand them. Mm -hmm. This allows you to blend your various viewpoints, strategies, 
creative approaches, et cetera, in ways that create solutions to problems as they occur. You got to be on the same page. That's what the main agreement is. I understand you, you understand me. All right, let's move forward. And then you make ongoing agreements as time comes, goes along. Next. Planning. I know you said planning. I got it. Planning keeps shock and surprise from creating emotional turmoil. We can't prevent breakdowns from happening, but we can be mentally and emotionally prepared for the unexpected or undesired. You have to at least see what there is to plan, even if you don't have a complete business plan, so to speak, for everything that can go wrong. For instance, you may want to agree on who's in charge of what and when. You may want to get insurance for the things you have no control over. You may want to have a list of emergency numbers to contact people when needed. Think ahead because, like in business, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. The longer you're together, the longer your planning structure is likely to grow. That's a good thing. Three, commitment. Commitment supports and ensures that the first two items above will be taken care of regardless of circumstances within the realm of what's possible for human beings. <laughs> we can't handle tsunamis. We, we ain't figured out how to do that yet. You know what I mean? So that's not in the realm of what's possible for human beings. But most everything else is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People who are committed can move mountains. People who can move mountains can be trusted to make things up in the face of breakdowns that weren't even thought of before the breakdown. They, they operate as someone in charge of their own destiny, the opposite of a victim of circumstances. In addition, commitment communicates love to those on the receiving end of that commitment. So do you remember... Do you remember the, um, the, 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 the level of the commitment with the piece of paper on the floor? Um. Not enough. So let me just remind you of it. So I just, I, you know, I, I was reading a book and I found out about the, the, the levels of commitment. Is uh, this guy recognized seven levels? I recognize it. There's eight, and I see them slightly different than the way he has it. So let me tell you about the eight levels of commitment real quick. So imagine you're at work and you're um, on the phone, um, so you can't get up. But there's a piece of paper on the floor about 15 feet away from you, right? And it's in a, kind of in a walkway. And so, you know, what you're looking at is it's a piece of paper is bothering you and you can't get to it, but you, you know, you see somebody walk by, you ask them to help, right? So first person, you, you say, hey, can you uh, pick up that piece of paper on the floor and throw it away? And that person doesn't hear you, keeps walking. That's the first level of commitment, clueless, unaware. The second thing, second person walks by, hey, can you pick up that piece of paper on the floor? What? Hey, picking up that piece of paper on the floor. Get out of here. That is uh, uh, rebellion, resistance, screw you. Next person walks by. Hey, can you pick up a piece of paper on the floor? They say, yeah, they pick up a piece of paper on the floor, but then they throw it away somewhere else, but they don't throw it in the garbage. That's a saboteur. <coughs> they don't, they don't want to do nothing. They resist it, but they ain't going to let you know they resist it. They're rebellious. And you got to keep your eyes off them because they're sneaky too. Uh, 
next person walks by, hey, can you pick up that piece of paper for Oh, uh, I don't know about that, man. I, I got to go to work. I got to go see the boss. You know, a few minutes I'm going to go to lunch. You know, I won't dirty my hands. You know, uh, I don't know even know where the next garbage can is. I don't know about that. That's called hesitant. They got lots of stories, excuses, and complain, all of that stuff. They're hesitant. They're not committed. But at least they're willing to have a conversation about commitment, kind of. Everybody else before, completely uncommitted. Yeah. For a fifth person, the fifth person walks by, next person walks by. Hey, can you pick up that piece of paper on the floor? And the person says, yeah, all right. Pick up a piece of paper for long throws it away. That's called compliance. That person is, will, will comply, but that's it. Next person walks by. Hey, can you pick up that piece of paper for Sure, I'll pick it up. Anything else? And they smile and throw it away. This person, they're brown-nosing you. They are um, uh, uh, butt kissers. Uh, they are um, good soldiers. They want you to think that they're more committed than they really are. They're no more committed than the than the uh, than the, the, the compliant one, except for they want you to believe, based on their personality, that they're more committed than they really are. They're trying to fool you with their actions, with their with their personality, when they ain't really any more committed because they ain't gonna start nothing, but they'll do what you want happily, so you'll like them and get benefits from it. And then the next person. Before you can say, hey, can you pick up that piece of paper on the floor? They see the piece of paper on the floor, they pick it up, and they throw it away. That's a person who is um, um, uh, self-reliant. Uh, I, I forget what's the term. They are um, accountable. They are um, fully accountable for their actions. They don't need to be told what to do. Self-sufficient, self-sustaining, accountable. And then the last person, before you just get a chance to say something and say, hey, wait a minute, where's this piece of, why is this piece of paper on the floor? How, who dropped this here? How come there's no garbage here? Is there a video camera? I want to see what's happening. And by the way, is there a piece of paper anywhere else on the floor? We need to come up with a plan to make sure that there's no piece of paper on the floor ever again. That's a person who is uh, um, operating as if they are the owner. That's real commitment. Anything less um, is... Um, the only two that really work is is uh, the one who don't need to be told what to do and the person who's willing to change the rules to make stuff go the way they want them to do. Those are the only two. And the first, second one will move mountains. The first one will not. The um, self-reliant one, the one that's responsible, um, they will do everything within the rules to make stuff happen. The uh, owner, he will do everything, even if he had to break rules to do it. And so those are your levels of commitment. So if you're dealing with somebody, particularly in a relationship, you either want to deal with at least number seven, if not number eight. Uh, Is that yeah. yeah. You got it? And then you need to be one or the other, or both, depending on how committed you are. I think I'm six. Ah, uh, yes. Got it. I mean, I think I can be seven in, in yeah. things, but yeah. I, I may be yeah. not six. Yeah, you're a good soldier. Most people are good soldiers. They don't. They either comply or good soldiers. You know, most people in most areas of life. You know, so anyhow. Um, so um, yeah. So last thing I said was in, in addition, commitment communicates love to those on the receiving end of that commitment. So here are things that need structural support. 
need planning, they need support, they need commitment, right? Here's the things that need structural support. Money, health and fitness, sex, timing, synchronicity, you know, making stuff happen together, um, housekeeping, food, sleep, social circles, you know, your friends and all that, associates and stuff, um, managing those relationships there, you know, uh, education, entertainment, uh, various activities, you know, things you, you want to do. Like you say education, what? Yeah. yeah, I said education, like learning, like growing, because you're going to be growing. So if you're not consciously trying to evolve, then, you know, there's a chance that that's a breakdown. You know, if you, like, say you're an entrepreneur, you better be learning every day something. You know what I mean? You need to be learning. If, if nothing else, you need to be learning about your your partner and, and how to make a relationship better. See, you know, like you don't have to be in class or sign up for a class in order to be educating yourself, you know? Yeah. If you don't know enough, that's going to cause breakdowns. Yeah, so various activities, you know, like fun or social activities, um, dating and romance. Um, you definitely want to be doing that. <laughs> and then, you know, dealing with physical items, such as, you know, the house, the car, clothing, plumbing, whatever. So those are areas that need structural support. Uh, by the way, when you get this, this, uh, this session, feel free to add to this list as it comes up for you both now and in the future. Yeah. So now... The biggest impact of structural breakdowns is that it impacts both men and women where it hurts them the most. Let me say that again. The biggest impact structural breakdowns have is that, well, the biggest problem, I should say, of structural breakdowns is that it impacts both men and women where it hurts them the most. Men feel unsuccessful and women feel unsafe and insecure. It goes right to the heart of what matters most to each of us in the most negative of ways. This makes it an emotional drain on the relationship. In addition, structural workability doesn't add to the quality of relationships, but structural unworkability takes away from the quality of relationships. Everyone expects things to work, so we don't get extra points for, for things going as planned. Very few of us thank God every day for oxygen, but it would be an immediate and possibly permanent breakdown if there were no oxygen. Structural breakdowns have the same impact on relationships. Structural workability is to relationships what operations is to a business. Without it, how can you expect it to run really? Make sense? Yeah. What do you getting because I can almost feel your emotions over there. What's going on? What? I don't know. It's just like every it's like everything that we discussed, it's like all of it is an issue. It just makes me think like how how you know how it is I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm using the current the current uh, relationship sample or or not. I don't know. I'm just I'm just floored with how much 
be managed, you know, and and I'm present to not knowing. But I think my unanswerable question is getting in the way. So, what is it? I am not smart. I am stupid. Well, no, that's your point of view, not your unanswerable question. Oh, am I doing it right, or am I good enough? Those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you only got one, so uh, probably am I good? Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? Yeah. All right. So you want to know how to find doing out right. which your you want to, you want to know you want to know how to find out which one is yours? I can help you right in a second. You want to know? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question, and then uh, well, you're going to ask me both questions, one at a time, and then I'm going to answer it, and then you'll know. So ask me. Ask you a question. Ask me which. Ask me both of those questions. Your unanswerable question. Ask me. One at a time. Am I doing it right? Of course you are. What are you talking about? <laughs> Did you believe it? Uh, I left. All right. Ask me the other one. Am I good enough? Of course you are. What are you asking me that? Did you believe that? I didn't believe either. Okay, which one, was hard, which one was harder to believe? Huh? I think I believe the first one and not the second one. Yeah, well, the one you couldn't believe, like it was not possible to believe, that's the question, the one. The other one is a form of the one. I'll do it again. Okay. Can ask me? Am I doing it right? Of course you are. You always do it right. So that was soothing. I did not believe you. I was like, okay, great. That was my response. Okay, okay and then ask me the other one. Am I good enough? Of course you are. What are you talking about? It's the second one. Yeah, you didn't believe that when I got it. <laughs> That's how you know what your unanswerable question is. Am I good enough? Okay. Of course you're not. You get triggered every time somebody says, you know, something that makes you feel like you're not good enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah, am I doing it right is, is is a version of that, but it ain't that. So now you know. Okay. You can do that with your coaches, with your coaches too, you know? Yeah. If they don't course. know which one there is, if they don't know which one is theirs, ask them. Tell, tell them, ask you all of them, you know, and then the one that they have the hardest time believing, that's theirs. Got it. Thank you. I learned something. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm having, all like, right. a hardcore reaction that, like, I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. Which is not well, I've true. Seen, you know. Well, I've seen I've seen people who have that point of view. I'm not smart. I'm stupid. Being much worse shaped than you. So don't worry about it. No, I mean I know. Look, I had I had one relationship that if his skin was lighter, we'd be married with babies. So I know it can work, but since that relationship, I've been floundering. Yeah. So. Well, that's because you needed to you needed to learn so you can you know get to this point, you know? Yeah, because I would rather be alone than be with someone that we're not on the same page. I would rather be alone than be with someone that doesn't take what I need as what they need. Yeah. 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 I'd ra- rather be alone than be with a yeah. person that doesn't understand how great I am. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, you know, that's what makes this program so powerful and why I've got my eyes open, but I ain't in a hurry. I'm looking for what I want, but I ain't settling. Yeah. Because I know all of this stuff. Like, I know all of this stuff, like, in the back of my head, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. <sighs> okay. Like, I got, like, like, I got all of this stuff, and I can, I can see through people what they do and don't have. And I also got to be responsible for, for my contribution, too, because I need to be a match for the greatness that I'm looking for, you know? So I had to be responsible on my end as well as, you know, be responsible for my choices, you know? So I have a question. Does that mean like you, like, let's say for me, I've got to pull my finances together and really get clear about how I manage myself and how I manage my money. Does that mean that I have to wait till that's perfect or I just have to learn how to manage it? Um, probably the second thing, because, you know, like, for example, you know, a guy needs to be the one responsible for making things whole and complete, reliable, stable, safe and secure. That's my job. I need to manage that. If you, if you, it depends on the guy you're dealing with. He may be, you know, I need a woman that knows how to manage her money. Then that's one of his must haves. Okay then you got to respect that. But most guys don't have that as a problem. Most guys are like, oh, I got that. Don't worry about it. And so they do. As long as you're not sabotaging the, the relationship financially, they'll be okay with the fact that you don't either make enough or you're not do whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a strong suit for you. They're perfectly fine, you know? Yeah. Um, the guys need to be the, the, the person or place, the thing that, that, that she can go to for whatever it is she needs. And if she can't, then it's a safety and security issue. So I can't not be able to handle my business financially because of that. You know, like I can't put a woman in that kind of position. But yeah, it's not I, yeah. I think where I am, it's either a must-have of his or there's something that doesn't work for him about it. Mm-hmm. And well, people, people that are, people that are stable financially. You know, they have a right mindset or effective mindset around money. They can't be around people who do not. Yeah. It's too uncomfortable. It's too icky. Well, why can't they contribute to that person and teach them? I don't... Well, because they're not coaches and teachers. Uh, like that's that's something that had to be a challenge if the person was willing to teach me. Say that again? That is not something that would have had to have been a problem if the person was willing to teach me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Remind me to have that conversation at another time. Okay. Yeah, it's about, it's in regards to the 80-20 rule, just so that I could give you the tip on what I'm going to be bringing about. I'm not going to talk about it now, but that's... Okay. Um, Definitely. Uh, well, see, that's a part of the agreement you'd be making too. So, but um, yeah, that's a whole other aspect of human beings there. So, anyhow, so that's part one is uh, how to look at and deal with um, agreement of uh, breakdowns of all types. It's not how to you know do plumbing. <laughs> it's not about you know how to save money. It's about how to approach, how to agree to approach the relationship, and when things don't go well. Because you, you need to have physical stability. And so without agreements, it ain't happening. So now, that's number one. I want you to see the impact, the the, the, the depth, 
um, you know, all the problems, where they look, what they look like, and all of that stuff. So you got the world of it, right? Now I'm going to talk about part two. Part two is the solution to part one, which is consciously creating relationships. You actually have to consciously create it. It's more than just planning. It is like actually seeing what we're doing here. You know what I mean? Planning to have your own country is one thing. Creating the whole your own country is a whole other thing. You know, so, you know, the United States, you know, said, hey, screw England. And so they decided, they, they planned um, a coup, and then they successfully, you know, executed that coup. And then they took over this country. And I'm not going to go any further because I could... <laughs> Yeah, it'll be like Kuta Kente all over again on this radio, this phone here. So, but anyhow, um, but then, but then what they did was they actually consciously created the country with the, um, the the, the Declaration of Independence was the, um, the planning on of, of creating a new country, but then the Const- the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights was the actual consciously creating the country. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, planning on having a business and then actually consciously creating that business, two different things. So in order to consciously create relationships effectively, one would need to be on top of a number of things. Uh, One, to understand and recognize the impact your ways of being, speaking, and acting have on your partner and the relationship. This means you'll have to be fully responsible for how things are going and be emotionally strong enough to look yourself in the mirror to tell the truth about who you've been being. The best way to accomplish this is to be objective, open-minded, and curious. The last thing you want to be is closed-minded, skeptical, or judgmental because those mindsets blind you to reality, making people think the reality they think is happening is the real reality, or they twist their thinking to feel comfortable with some reality they made up. Um, Good luck with that. (laughs) Reality is reality. you got to be able to deal with the reality, and you need to be able to see it. Um, Otherwise, you're just sabotaging your relationship. First thing. Second, you need to be able to predict the reactions of your partner as well as yourself for the most part. For example, If you notice that a body massage makes your partner happy, depending on how happy it makes them, use it to the fullest benefit of the relationship. In other words, when you can see that the happiness that comes from it will contribute most to the relationship, such as when they can't get out of a bad mood, helping them make up after an upset, or as foreplay, that's a good time to use it. Spontaneous acts of generosity, affection, and service work really well too. Number three, consciously pay close attention to your two main love languages and the love languages of your partner. That will tell you tons about how to take care of and predict how they'll react to things in the relationship. Number four, you need to keep present and be responsible for the fact that you love your partner. You cannot forget that you love your partner. It's what you always want and will always want. Keep that present. It's so important to be conscious 
of your relationship while you're in your relationship. You need, you need to be conscious of you and how you do things, conscious of your partner and how they do things, and the space in between called a relationship. This is that area where people finally realize how much they actually don't know who they are because they begin to realize there's so much they don't know, never thought about, questioned, or missed. This is why I created, ding, 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 the relationship charter. So uh, um, I'm going to briefly talk about the relationship charter, but me and you, we've talked about this before, and uh, now you're doing the relationship charter, damn it. Okay. You've got a better sense of how to use it now, and it is confronting. I acknowledge that, but you're still doing it anyhow, okay? Okay. So let me just set you up. Most business entities, in order to stay on target and stay successful, create a business plan. Inside the plan is their mission statement, vision, purpose, and principles. Or they might say values, whatever. This keeps them present to why they exist and how they plan to continue to exist. Relationships can benefit from this same structure, which is why why I'm introducing the relationship charter to you now. A relationship charter is really a combination of two personal life charters. Each partner fills out their own personal life charter. Then they get together and merge the best parts of their personal life charters into their relationship charter. Do this separately, then come together and complete the following. Who we are, our mission, our purpose, the principles that guide your marriage, our marriage, um, or our relationship, uh, our focus, which is really like the, 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 the filter you choose to look at life through together, a uh, vivid description of the relationship, uh, your intended outcomes, you know, which is whatever they may be. You can consider it a bucket list. Um, then whatever you promise to your partner, who you say you are for your partner, who you say your partner is for you, and then your pro- your partner promises to yourself, and then whatever other love expressions you have for each other. You know, could be whatever. I don't know. You'll take something, right? So this is the agreement. This is the philosophical agreement that you need to make with your partner. But it comes way easier if you at least do your own personal life charter. So you still have that document somewhere, correct? It's uh, on my, it's on uh, his computer at in Queens. Got it. Well, I guess I'll be sending that to you shortly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's time for you to do it. But listen, if it's on his computer, you still get the email. I mean, I email it to you. you know? Yeah. That's right. I'll, that's right. I'll, I'll send it to you again. That's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, send it to me again with the recap, if you don't mind. Yes, certainly will. I'll send you both uh, uh, the personal life charter and the relationship charter. So, um, so yeah, so uh, you need to do that because that's how you're going to be able to manage the business side of the relationship. By knowing yourself, how you react what your gifts are, your vision, all of that stuff. You know that all that stuff about you. And so you'll be able to recognize those things in other people because you know you see that part of you. 
you can see that part of you in them. When um, when we have this, is it is it like knowing who I am so I can see exactly what I want, and then not well, and then not allowing like not getting into a relationship if that's not there. Yeah, you got to honor your must-have list. You got to honor what you can and can't do. Mm. You know, it's funny. I was looking at a post on Facebook, and it says, um, uh, "If you put a, um, um, a if you put a, um, in a, a potato, will soften up, whereas an egg will harden up in boiling water. Uh-huh. So it's not the circumstances; it's what you're made of." Ah, uh, so cool. yeah, right, really cool, right? So uh, I bring this up because you know an egg can handle boiling water. It's actually designed to handle boiling water. You know, you could say potatoes are designed to handle boiling water, but in a completely different way. But see, you know, you can handle. Some things not handle others because that's how you're designed. Yeah. So you want to operate true to your design, but if you don't know what, what your design is, you're in trouble. And you won't know why. Got it. So this allows you to create philosophical agreement. So when you when you get a coaching client, I remember... Um, you know, you have a client and you had your uh, intake questionnaire. Uh-huh. Because you wanted to make sure that you understood the client, the client understood you, you always philosophically on the same page. Uh-huh. And so that's what this will do for you in your relationship. Uh, it's an intake questionnaire. Well... <laughs> It's kind of like that, but it's more like a consultant's agreement. So a consultant will come into a company, and the consultant will find out what's going on and then make a recommendation. But what he'll have to do, though, is make sure that he and his client are on the same page. So they both agree on what the problem is. They both agree on what the solution is. And then he and the consultant gets to, gets to say how to produce that solution, how to produce that result. But as long as they both understand the result that they're trying to put in and handle and the problem that they're trying to resolve and disappear, then the consultant will be free to take actions in the way he sees it because um, the the client might not understand exactly how to do what he's asking the consultant to do, which is why he got the consultant there in the first place. Mm. But at least if he knows that he's trying to out, he's trying to produce this this result. And if the client, and if the, you know, the client asks, hey, you know, why are you doing that? And he says, you know, blah, 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 then, then they're on the same page again, you know? Yeah. So that's called philosophical or conceptual agreement. And you need to have that in your relationship with your partner. You need to be on the same page mentally as well as emotionally. And it won't happen unless you actually do it. There will be some areas where you'll naturally be that way, but you want to be that way on a place that you're not naturally that way. Anyhow, you want to be that way, that way in every area that's important to the both of you, that's important to the relationship. Yeah. 
Okay. So, your job, your assignment is to finally complete your relationship charter because it will make it that much easier to do session five. So, I have a request. Chase. Can we have a call before session five? Yeah. Because that's what would support me in creating this. Just let me know when. Yeah. I have a random question. I am scheduled to do uh, advance next weekend. Yes. There's no benefit in shifting it. No, you should do it in advance. You did not do it before, correct? Or, you, or you're reviewing it. I never did. I never did the no, advance, Mark. No, you definitely, definitely got to do the advance. Can you tell me what it's about? Yeah, it's about your uh, connection with the rest of the world. Okay. So in the Landmark Forum, you get that life is empty and meaningless and is empty and meaningless. That is empty and meaningless. Uh-huh. In the advanced course, you learn how to create and you learn how to collaborate and cooperate with the rest of the world. You you learn that there's an, there's a whole world out there. I did the advanced course. I didn't even know that I was, I didn't know there's other people in the world until I did the advanced course. <laughs> it's all about me, 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 me. Oh, you're here for me. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I did the advanced course. I'm a shop. What? Wait, wait. What time is it? Is it really 9.13 right now? Like the time change happened? Yes, it's nine fourteen. Yes, time change. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, got, okay, I just had a moment. Yeah, me, 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 me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the advanced course will take that away, and it'll actually connect you to reality. That's the other thing. It'll give you a, a relation to reality um, that uh, people don't have. That's like something they're so easily able to make stories of because they don't understand. They don't have a relation to reality. You learn the reality tests that humans use versus the real reality, you know. So, yeah, the, the, the advanced course is critical to the personal development of somebody doing lab work. Because uh, you're in the TMLP without having done the advanced course, that's like crazy. I understand it. It's just, it just you're just missing so much out of the program because. You don't have those distinctions to support you in your further development in the TMLP. You know what it is? I did, huh? I did advance with momentum, but it was such a yeah. long time ago, I don't remember. Like when I did basic advanced and uh, the leadership program, I yes. just, you know, I did that with the other, pro, the other company. Yeah. I did it with them. I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't need to do it again. But I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember other than dressing up like a crazy person in front of a bunch of... I still remember about the advance, and that time is psychotic. Like, if you're a second late, you're fucked. And if someone drops out, you're totally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I did I, I have a dream speech in mind, you know. And I, was and I don't even remember 
what that's about. Like, I don't even remember. Why Why do we, it's like our superhero or what? Yeah, it's like a nerd and then our, you know, greatness. Uh, like our worst side and our best side. We had to see both. Yeah, my nerd so, is like a scared little fucking person. Yeah, my nerd was a punk sissy Superman. <laughs> a what? A punk sissy Superman. I still have the shirt from 2004, Superman shirt. I hardly wear it. <laughs> I still have my Superman shirt. All right, so listen, this session is over. We can talk, but I'm going to end this recording. Okay. Because we ain't talking about nothing that the recording will help you with, so hold on. Okay. Uh, computer's a little slow. Huh? I said my computer's a little slow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.